thank you for joining me once again, and we are still in the book of 1 Samuel. We have made our way to chapters 25, 26, and 27, and so uh, if you have a moment, you can take your Bible and open it uh, to those uh, chapters as we uh, continue to work through uh, uh, this Bible reading plan, and uh, I'll make some comments uh, regarding uh, chapter 27 and verse 8 and following here uh, when we uh, conclude. The first thing we note in, in chapter 25, and, and this is a, a key moment in, in the course of, of history, of redemptive history, uh, the death of the great prophet and judge uh, Samuel, uh, who uh, certainly uh, ruled over uh, Israel uh, in anticipation of their uh, uh, call uh, for a king. And so uh, upon uh, the death of Samuel, again, it's noted the mourning uh, that uh, all of Israel had because of, uh, again, uh, the excellence of, of his leadership there within the nation. And then we see this episode uh, where uh, David uh, will ultimately uh, take uh, the wife of uh, uh, a man whose name is Nabal or Nabal, and, uh, and the name itself kind of carries the connotations of uh, being a fool, of, of, of foolishness. And we, sign, we find that he is uh, in opposition uh, to David and in opposition to God. And ultimately, uh, uh, he dies. And uh, upon his death, uh, uh, his wife Abigail comes and, and presents herself uh, to David. And David takes her uh, as uh, his wife. And in chapter 26, again, this conflict uh, between David and Saul uh, escalates. Uh, in, uh, we saw previously in chapter 26, for uh, David spares uh, Saul's life as he is uh, uh, comes to relieve himself in, in the king in, in a cave where David is hiding, and so we, we see here again that that David uh, trusts God uh, in while it may seem expedient and even necessary uh, to eliminate Saul. Uh, he looks to God and trusts his, his own timing. And so, uh, again, he entrusts himself to God. Well, again, the ultimate king who ultimately entrusts himself to the Heavenly Father is none other uh, than our Lord Jesus Christ who surrenders uh, himself uh, upon the cross. Uh, and so uh, we see uh, David and his faithfulness, uh, Saul uh, in his uh, rejection. Uh, of, uh, of, of God and, and, and God's, God's truth. Uh, David uh, flees to the Philistines and, and seeks uh, asylum there. Uh, I think some commentators would note maybe this is where he learned uh, some of his uh, uh, battle strategies, maybe he picked up on uh, the, the sophisticated weaponry uh, that, uh, that was in possession of the Philistines, and, and so uh, maybe uh, this is where he uh, gained a great deal of knowledge that, that was of a tremendous advantage to him uh, when he became uh, the, the king. And so uh, uh, we see here that uh, upon fleeing to the uh, Philistines, uh, David uh, becomes a bit of a, a raider, marauder, pirate. But again, we see him... Uh, fighting uh, the battles that God had assigned to the nation. Even though uh, David wasn't the, the king at that moment, uh, he was leading the armies against 
the, those that opposed God. And again, uh, uh, Jesus is certainly our merciful and kind and loving Savior. Uh, he is uh, lowly and, and gentle in spirit, but He is also the uh, perfect warrior of God. And uh, so uh, David anticipates the day that uh, all of God's enemies will be destroyed at the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so let's read in, in, in chapter 27, verse 8. Now David and his men went up and made raids against the Gershurites and the Gerzites and the Amalekites, for these were the inhabitants of the land from old as far as sure to the land of Egypt. And David would strike the land and would leave neither man nor woman alive, but would take away the sheep, the oxen, the donkeys, the camels, and the garments, and come back to Achish. And when Achish asked, Where have you made a raid today? David would say against the Negev of Judah, or against the Negev of the Jeremelites, and against the Negev of the Kenites. And David would leave neither man nor woman alive to bring news to Gath, thinking lest they should tell about lest they should tell us about us and say, So David has done. So was his custom all the while when he lived in the country of the Philistines. And Achish trusted David, thinking uh, he has made himself an utter stench to his people Israel. Therefore he will always be my servant. And so again, uh, uh, David uh, is carrying out uh, the commands of God. I, I would note uh, that uh, God's command uh, for the armies of Israel was not only destroy every human being, but to destroy all of the livestock as well. We see David uh, acquiring uh, this uh, livestock, uh, something that uh, was a part of the downfall of Saul. If you'll remember, he was given the command by Samuel to go and uh, annihilate uh, the Amalekites. And uh, uh, he seeks to preserve the best of the, uh, the booty uh, and uh, is indicted uh, for that great lapse. Uh, it seems as though that, uh, that particular issue did not extend to David as he, again, uh, seemed to preserve uh, some of the uh, spoils of, uh, of war. Uh, but once again, we see this uh, uh, great warrior king uh, who uh, fights uh, God's battles, uh, God's battles against uh, his enemies. Uh, God grants to him the victory. And uh, while they're uh, in some sense temporary and imperfect, uh, they do anticipate uh, the coming of the perfect warrior king whose name is Jesus, whose victory shall establish peace uh, forever. So I pray that this is a blessing to your day and we'll look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.